05 and 06 I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I invested in myself I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this and we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey Bailey Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. We got Mike C-Rock Caraco. Did I say that right? Sirocco. Sorry, right. Don't worry about it. That's, like, why they, that's, that's why everybody calls me C-Rock. And that's why I asked and then still got it wrong. So <laughs> um, good to have you, man. Thanks for thanks for joining the, the show. Oh, you're welcome, Nate. And I appreciate you having me, man. Thank you. I always like to start every interview with gratitude. So uh, thank you to you and, and also to the audience for showing up, man. It's, that means a lot to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like to hop in. I got a question that I like to ask all my guests here to kick it off before we really get into you and, and your story and, and kind of what you're all about. Uh, championship leadership is the name of the podcast. So what comes to mind for you or what does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that? Yeah, you know, I think the first thing that came to my mind is how you're leading yourself. You know, I think uh, one of my core values is leadership starts with me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and uh, I think people don't understand this a lot of times. They wonder why they're not able to hold other people accountable. And it's because they're not holding themselves accountable. So they can't fathom holding someone else accountable. Yeah. And so right. uh, I think that's the first thing that comes to mind, man. Yeah. You think part of that subconsciously too, right? Because we all know if we're leading ourselves at a, at a level that we would want to ask others to lead themselves at. And if there's some uh, incongruency there, then, uh, you know, it gets in the way big time. It's as it should majority of things are done subconsciously. Yeah. You know, it's, it's plays a, such a big part. And that's, that's why I do a lot of studying on how can I clear my subconscious? How can I clear my reactivity? Um, mm-hmm. Because that's where a lot of damage comes in. A lot of chaos and confusion is caused by your subconscious. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, hundred, hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself for those that aren't, aren't familiar with you and your story you know, take it back as far as you want, but kind of, uh, you know, the journey and the path that you've been on that's, that's taking you to where you are today and, and what it is that you're up to today. Yeah. I'm a little five, seven. Uh, well, the, 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 the vehicle that I use on this planet right now is a little five, seven Italian guy. Um, <laughs> I, I got some muscles, but I'm short and, uh, <laughs> but no, I'm a fireball, man. I'm just full yeah. of energy and I'm a big being like, I, I just, I have this big thing about me that I just, can accomplish a lot of things and, and I feel unstoppable truly Nate. And I, I want other people to feel the same feeling that I have. Um, so my mission is that all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. So I filter everything through that mission, whether it's my family, the environment that I keep friends, my businesses that I run. 
Um, everything's filtered through making sure that it has to do with all people being unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. So as far as businesses go, you know, I've been in sales since 1998. Um, I going back further, you know, I grew up a lot of brokenness around me, alcohol, drug addicts, depression, anxiety, overdosing on medication, suicide, like you name it. Like I was around that growing up. And so I've become at heart somewhat of a people builder. You know, I want to help people. I want to build people because I don't, I, I just couldn't stand seeing that brokenness. And so uh, I think we can go a bunch of different ways when we grow up in that environment. But the way mm -hmm. I chose was to do something about it, take responsibility, figure something out. And what I also noticed growing up is I noticed that there was a, always a story people would tell themselves of why they were being that way. And then they would live that out. And so I started thinking to myself, well, shoot, if you, if it works that way, I'm going to start telling myself stories of why I'm going to be successful. Yeah. Why, why I'm going to help people, why I'm going to do this and that. And, and understanding that if you do it the other way, you're going to live out either one. And so with that, in my sales career, I've done myself learned sales and business, but then also started helping other people and building businesses and scaling businesses and building people through those businesses. And, you know, I've gone through the ups and downs in the real estate and mortgage market of 2008, <laughs> That, that mess. Yeah. I've been through the COVID where we actually had the best year ever in the mortgage space, which I, we didn't know what was going to happen at that time. But while I was going through that as well, Nate, I was watching other businesses that were faltering because of things out of their control. Restaurants, hotels, rental agencies, hotel, you know, all that stuff. Travel. Yeah. And I thought to myself, well, let me observe this and watch how the winners respond and watch how the losers respond and pay attention to that which I did because I know that the cycle of the real estate market is going to change at some point, And I'm going to need to figure this out as we go. And that'll help me stay stoic through it instead of getting all emotional about it. And so a couple of years ago, knowing that seeing all that happening, I was like, well, what else can we do to create some other flows? And so we started launching tech companies <laughs> and then coaching and podcast mm -hmm. agency. And I started like really opening my mind and my attention units. Cause we only have so many, like we have right. limited but focus on my, the tension units that I have available to me on things that can generate revenue. So yeah, that's where I've been lately. I'm, a, I'm just an unstoppable dude though. I really am. And I, and I want to make sure I rub off on people. Hey, what's up everybody. Taking a quick break from our episode here with Mike C rock. And uh, it's been a good conversation with Mike. Uh, looking forward to finishing that one out, but I, I, I have uh, our sponsor here, magic mind. And it, it, do more stress less is, is, is the, uh, the motto across the, the front of their, their, their bottles here. Right. And what I love about this is it's great. It's easy. I can travel with these. I have traveled with these. I travel a fair amount. So if you travel, uh, even if you, you know, summertime, you're going on a family vacation, you can take these with you, you know, put them in the fridge, put them in your cooler. And, uh, it's, 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 it's easy to travel with. And, and, uh, that way you can continue to benefit from, uh, the extra energy you get, the, the relaxation that you feel, the focus and the, the drive that you have. And, and, uh, as I say, uh, the honey that they put in there that makes, makes you happy. So, uh, I, I really love this. I've been taking, uh, using magic mind for the past couple months consistently because it works still enjoy my cup of coffee in the morning. Um, but, uh, I don't find myself going back to the coffee pot or going to the grocery store or the gas station midday to get a energy drink.
because I've been taking my magic mind. So I'm saving some money. I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm much more productive throughout the days when I do have this on the weekend. Sometimes I forget to bring it with me because I have most of this at, at my office. Uh, and so I notice it. I notice myself drinking more coffee on the weekends. Um, so, but I love it. Magicmind.co forward slash championship. If you go there, you can get up to 40% if you, if you subscribe, uh, get a subscription for Magic Mind. Uh, you get a better deal that way. Or if you just want to try it for the first time and, and see what, it, what it's like for you, you can get up to 20% with my, my discount code CHAMP. Uh, and so, yeah, use the discount code CHAMP. Give it a shot yourself. And uh, I think you will enjoy. So how long you've been unstoppable? I mean, is, is, was there something that triggered that or does it go back yeah. to, to your story as a, as a young boy or yeah, where does that come from? I, I think it's back when I was younger, because here's the thing. I, I used to be called stubborn all the time. Yeah. And I think stubborn's a good thing when it's on the right thing. Right. Right. And it does tend to have a negative connotation sometimes, but I think that, um, I think that I changed that word as I got older and understood that stubborn had a negative connotation to inexorable. Inexorable means unyielding and unable to be stopped. So when I want something in life, Nate, I always, I always got it. Mm-hmm. Like, like if it's something I really want, I figured out a way to get it. Like it wasn't like manipulation necessarily, or I was spoiled. It was handed to me. I would work my ass off. I would talk to whoever I needed to talk to figure out, lay my case out so that I could get what I needed or yeah. what I wanted. And I just had this thing. Like once it starts happening and you see that you can get what you want, then it's like, well, Let's just figure out what we want. We got to focus on thinking big. And then how can we impact? Because when you start doing that for yourself, it's no good. Yeah. I started thinking like, well, if I want to help people, I want that. How can I do it? And I would lay out a plan and I would go after it. So we created like a lot of our tech that we're creating, my podcast that I have, the agency that I have. It's all about helping people get what they want, right? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it stemmed from being a younger kid. And I just developed it and developed it and developed it. And actually, we all have it. Yeah, absolutely. If you're listening, not watching, which probably is the case for most of us here, uh, you got Rocket Fuel, you get a book in the back. It, what's that all about? That's your book, obviously. Yeah. So what's that about? I was, uh, I don't know. I was following Grant Cardone, watching, reading his books, following his content. I just, you know, the guy gravitated towards me or I gravitated mm-hmm. towards him. I don't know which one. Yeah, but at right. the end of the day, I just said, this guy's like onto something here. And I like, I like what he talks about and I can relate so much to it. So I started following him and then I would follow other people and I realized like people write books and then they use those books for calling cards. So they use those to get known or get stages or what have you. And I'm like, well, shoot, I got a story, but I never wrote a book before. And I'm not really the, the greatest writer in the world that I feel like I am. So I was like, how am I going to do this? So I started podcasting instead and podcasting changed everything for me because when yeah. I could do the podcast, I could do my own show. Like you, you have your own show here. I could go on other people's shows. I could do a monologue style, interview style. I could transcribe the podcast and then I could take it and put it in a Word doc and then just organize it into a book. And so all the stuff that I've talked about over the years and all the stuff I've learned about how to become unstoppable is in this book. It's a little tiny book, not big. And uh, I somehow conjured up a way to get Grant to write the forward for the book too. So um, it's all about converting setbacks and becoming unstoppable. And it's a rocket fuel law that I've developed. And I say law because it works no, no matter what, as long as you implement it. That if you take everything that stops you or slows you down normally and you store it in your fuel tank instead of your trunk where most people keep their stuff, yeah. all their setbacks, yeah. letdowns, discouragements, failures, they keep them in their trunk, weighs them down, slows them down. If you keep it in your fuel tank, you can convert it into rocket fuel and become unstoppable. Think about that. Yeah, absolutely. Right? right. So it's a very simple concept. 
And so this has gotten me out of the hole a lot of times. So I wrote about it and I wrote about my journey. And uh, yeah, that's that's the oh, story cool. behind Rocket Fuel. So. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, speaking of Grant Cardone, I was just um, Savannah, Georgia <clears throat> last week filming, uh, of all things, uh, I was a competitor on a TV show called Surviving Man and uh, kind of a military style uh, some weapons of all firearms, different competitions, but Grant's wife, Elena was there for a day. So yeah. Got to yeah. Meet her. yeah oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Elena's yeah. great, man. She's a she was She's great. Incredible. Yeah. Super nice. Um, yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, definitely have to check that out. Yeah. I assume we could, we could pick that up wherever Amazon, uh, Amazon or Mike C-Rock.com. Perfect. Forward slash book. Uh, I think <laughs> That's, yeah. But yeah, actually yeah. for your listeners, if they don't want the hard copy, they can get the hard copy on Amazon for like six or seven bucks. Yeah. But if they want the e-version for free, they just go to MikeCrock.com forward slash free book. Okay. And I'll give that to your audience. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Who are some championship leaders? You know, potentially Grant Cardone is one of those, but uh, who are some of the people that have really impacted you? Leaders, coaches, mentors, and, and uh, also, I guess more importantly, really, you know, what are some of the characteristics of those men and women that uh, really stand out to you? Well, I can tell you my two grandfathers, first of all, they were both um, Italian guys. Uh, their parents came over on the boat. So they're first generation here. Um, but they were both entrepreneurs. My grandfather on my dad's side had a mushroom business. They grew mushrooms outside yeah. of Philadelphia. And my other grandfather grew up in the mushroom business, but then got into construction doing stucco and plaster. And they, they always busted their behinds. And I always watched them as a kid. And I also noticed that they never complained. They would go about their business. They would, they would just be just doing their thing, man. And um, I don't know. I, I was just thinking about this today. Like, did I ever see them go through business troubles or stress out? Or did they ever talk about that in front of me? And I don't, I don't recall that. And, and yeah. so it's a, it's a great lesson and great, you know, they were great influences in my life. And, uh, but then going further, you know, um, my father, there's, there's a moment that, you know, he taught me about money a lot and how to work hard. My dad was a Mason, had his own business. Um, he, if you shook his hand, you would know that he was a hard worker, yeah, yeah, yeah. big yeah. forearms. And, uh, but he used to carry this wad of hundred dollar bills around in his pocket all the time. And I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah. And, uh, he used to show me what money got and how important, you know, to pay attention to money and what to do with it. And, and, uh, I just remember though, one time my dad got so ticked at me because I wanted to leave his house after going through some abuse in that household with my stepmom and all that. And, um, my dad got served court papers you know, there's a leader there's, you can be a leader and at times you're not a leader. Right. And leaders have to make tough decisions. And I think my dad was in a situation. I'll tell you what happened in a minute, but my dad was in a situation where his son was in a house. He felt stuck and he thought the best thing to do would be to like, let me go. Right. But yeah. he didn't take it that great. And he got served court papers that I had to, you know, I was going to get, I was uh, 10 years old that I was going to go back to my mom's house. And he confronted me one day and that very $100 bill wad that he always carried in his pocket, he pulled it out and he said, you know what? You want to live with your mother? She doesn't have anything. She's got men coming in and out of the door every day. And you want to go back to her house and when you have everything you need here? And he was kind of in denial about what was going on, you know? Yeah. And uh, he, he peeled one off, one of those crumpled up $100 bills, threw it at me. He said, here, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. Now, I might... I, I might think that that came from an emotional response reaction that he had hurtness, but also I think subconsciously, because a lot of things happens in our subconscious, right? We talked yeah. about that. Yeah. Right. That I think that he knew that 
I better challenge this kid. If he's going to go, I better challenge this kid. Because for 30 some years, I drove off that moment. And I would never, if things got tough, I'm not stopping. Like, no, I can't let him win. And if things got good, I'm thinking, we got to take this up a notch because I'm not going to let my dad win. And so that's a form of leadership in a way. Um, Maybe warped sense. (laughs) Yeah, right. But then again, as I got older, though, Nate, there's been other people, you know, like Grant's one of yeah. them. You know, I got a guy named Rich, Richard Dolan, I'm friends with, that coached me. Um, he's the coach of coaches. And uh, Brandon Dawson's another guy that I look up to um, with 10 uh, Cardone Ventures and, you know, many others. But those are the ones that stick out. Yeah, subconscious has has come up quite a bit. So I'm, I'm kind of a little bit interested because I, to be honest, I don't I don't put a lot of thought in time into the subconscious but at the same time i recognize it uh, that it does impact us a lot and it, and it probably impacts us way more than we give it credit to so where does that come from what why have you spent some time digging into that and why is it that we probably and i'm thinking right now man i should probably do a little digging into that like uh, i don't know you you know who well, zach babcock is yeah yeah so zach um, you know, he's on a little bit of a journey, you know, on, he talks a lot about working on some traumas that he's had, which I think all of that is kind of stuck in subconsciously affected him for a long time. And, and then it got me thinking about some of the subconscious trauma that I've probably never, that I've just pushed to the side that I've discredited. So yeah, anyways, that long, long way of asking you, you know, where's that come from for you? Yes. Yeah, so subconscious. I watch people, Nate, I, I observe people and I watch people that have had success since I was growing up. I was watching people that didn't have success. They were broken and watching how they act. Yeah. Why I watch successful people. So, so I, I was watching Grant talk and he mentioned his church a lot and I'm trying to figure out what kind of church does he go to? You know, seemed he grew up in the South. He's probably Baptist or Catholic. He's got an Italian name, but what he was talking about was Scientology. Yeah. And uh, I just, I was like, well, you know, I've heard a lot of things about Scientology. I was always interested in it because Tom Cruise and Travolta were some of my favorite actors. Yeah. And I was like, you know, trying to figure out what's, what's with it. Every time I looked into it, it was all the bad stuff that was out there. Yeah. Right. Right. And then I thought to myself, well, I'm smart enough to know not to believe everything I read and to yeah. do my own research, especially if one of my mentors studies it. So I got this book called Dianetics and I started reading it and I was absolutely blown away. And I was like, I cannot believe I didn't know about this before. I need to know more about this. And I started reading more. What it talks about is your it's subconscious instead of subconscious. They talk about the reactive mind okay. versus the analytical mind. And the analytical mind is your conscious mind. And so mm-hmm. it talks about that. And it talks about how the reactive mind stores everything. When you are unconscious, it stores everything, all your perceptics, everything, smell, taste, touch, um, sight, sound, all that stuff. It records everything. And in your mind, it has an unlimited amount of storage space. You think you forgot. You didn't forget. Everything is there. Yeah. Yeah. And when you do that, when you're unconscious, it it records and it becomes aberrated and you become aberrated. And and it's it's kind of like a um, a calculator. If you were to take a calculator and you were pushed down to number five and hold that number down, and then you were trying to do calculations while that number was pushed down, you wouldn't get an answer. Right. No matter what you did, it would get the wrong answer. That's what happens to human beings. And that's where chaos and confusion comes from. So I started studying this more and I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out. So I started talking to the people that have the books when they, when you read one of those books or somebody that can help answer questions for you. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden my life started getting better. I started being less emotional, less reactive, more understanding of other people. It teaches you how to uh, 
really to dive in and um, be able to predict people's behavior, mm -hmm. like talking to someone and paying attention to them, you can see what to expect from them based on their emotional tone scale, where they rank on an emotional tone scale. Yeah. So it teaches you those things. And then, so I've, and then I went out to celebrity center at Los Angeles and really checked it out and see what I could learn. And I was just absolutely blown away. And I started meeting other people that I never knew about that studied Scientology too. Yeah. And, um, I, I, by the way, it's not an either or thing for me. Like I'm a Christian. It mm -hmm. just has made me a better Christian. I went back and read the Bible again. I understand the Bible better. Now I look at the Bible differently than I've ever looked at it before. Um, so it's just made me better in everything by clearing up my subconscious mind. And it's not all the way done yet. I'm still working on it. Yeah. That's uh, you know, I had heard everything that you hear. I don't know that I've heard a lot positive when it comes to Scientology. So it, it automatically closes people off pretty hard. Right. And so for you to, to hear your story and to hear you being open to, to that and, and to investigating it and, and to even hear your, how it's made you a stronger Christian. That's, that's uh, some powerful stuff. Very interesting. Yeah. And you got to so. remember something, Nate, like if there's something that works out there, okay. If there's something that works and can actually make things better, but it takes money from people because certain people have businesses that rely on people being screwed up. Yeah. Those people are going to be motivated to put information out to discredit that thing that works. Right. Yeah. Okay. Christianity. It's been a fight against Christianity persecution because of these things because Christianity works. Um, and so does the, the technology that I've seen with Elron Hubbard stuff. It works and it'll, it can help people get off drugs. Mm -hmm. It can help people get off prescription drugs. It helps. And another thing I'll throw out there, just so people really understand this, if we all were straightened out and what I mean by straightened out was we didn't have a reactive mind and we didn't have to worry about confusion and chaos of our minds, we really wouldn't need police and we wouldn't yeah. need the government. So can you imagine the police or the government feeling unneeded? <laughs> yeah. And then when they feel like unneeded, what are they going to do? They're going to well, try to go after that. everything that stops them from yeah, being right. unneeded. And, and so I started understanding all this and how this is all laid out. And it's just like, this, this makes too much sense. And I see why all that bad stuff was out there. I yeah. see all the people that, you know, and, and it just, it's something that works, man. And I, yeah, yeah. I don't know what else to say, but I've done my research and experience and all that. And until I see otherwise, like I'm, I'm uh, going to keep learning. Mm -hmm. What's a vision for you? I like to uh, talk about vision with, with the guests because I think championship leaders have uh, incredible vision. Uh, one that probably most others can't see, or maybe even they think is a little bit crazy, right? Because they can't see it for themselves. It yeah, probably goes yeah. a little bit into our conversation around Scientology. Yeah. What's, what's the vision for you? And more importantly, I guess I, I always kind of tie that in with, you know, the impact that you're looking to make, uh, maybe even near term, whether it's the next five, 10 years, what you do. Yeah. So my mission is that all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. So I filter everything through that. I have two tech companies, one in particular just launched called Blueprinted, B-L-O-O printed.com. Go check it out. It's a step-by-step -step guide or a marketplace with step-by-step -step guides to achieve anything, all different categories. We're loading in experts and creators and consultants that know how to do things. And they're building blueprints, which are just step-by-step -step guides, not a course, step-by-step -step guides. Yep. I keep saying that because it's important to differentiate because when I was going through courses, building courses myself, I realized that there was a lot of fluff in these courses a lot of long videos in these courses. And I didn't want to sit through long videos. I wanted right. just, you know, if I had a choice and I know if you had the choice, anybody to sit through a long video and try to decipher what you're supposed to do after watching that video, or be just given the steps of what to do, put in your yeah. calendar. Right. 
everybody would choose the latter. And that's what I saw. So I thought, what a great opportunity for us to develop Blueprinted. So that's what I'm focused on right now. We're going to create this platform that's going to help 15 million people become unstoppable to achieving an outcome that they want to achieve by giving them the exact granular steps to achieve it. And uh, when we do this, it's going to make the personal professional development uh, industry stand on its head because there's a lot of course platforms out there that are allowing people to come in and not make, not get results for people. And if they're good marketers, they're making money, Nate. Right. And they're not getting results because most 83% of people don't even finish a course. Or even look at it, log no, into I mean, it. A lot of people don't even log in and look at it. You yeah. know, that's the thing. So we want to pe- we want to be 100% responsible for causing, uh, you know, results and getting people through all the way through a blueprint. We have some innovative ways to show people how to do that. So my vision right now, 15 million unstoppable people being able to do what they want to do by having the steps available to them, exact granular steps to achieve an outcome. Yeah, I do love that. I mean, it's uh, like yesterday, for example, I AC went out in my my van or I needed to charge it. Right. So I was going to bring it in and I was like, oh, I'll just, I can just do this myself. So I go to Napa, I get you know, what I need and I go straight to YouTube. Right. And, but you got to filter through like five or six minutes of them talking about something totally unrelated. I'm like, just give me the steps, man. Yep. Just tell me yep. how to exactly. do this thing. So uh, it kind of makes me think of exactly what you're doing there. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you want to, you know, how do I charge my AC on in my car? Okay. Yeah. Find a blueprint. Now we don't have a blueprint for that yet. Right. However, that's the kind of stuff. Eventually we got to build that. I mean, it takes yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things there's hurdles to things when you want to achieve something. And one of the hurdles we have is, okay, first of all, it's a two-sided tech product that costs a lot of money to develop. Basically it's two tech products into one, a marketplace and a creator studio. So you got to do that. That's a hurdle. We overcame mm-hmm. that. We did it. The other thing that we have to do is before we can actually have a marketplace, Nate, like an Amazon or something like that, we have to have the blueprints. So, yeah, so right. first comes building blueprints with creators, getting a bunch of creators in there. And then behind that comes a marketplace where there's cross-pollinization sales happening and all that. So uh, it takes time. I'm one of the most impatient people out there generally. <laughs> yeah. I got to trust the process, but right. um, I'm gonna, I know we're going to look back three, four years from now and be blown away by the progress. So you said two tech companies, what was blueprint and yeah, the other one is uh tipperosity. Um, we're starting a generosity movement. Uh, I used to go, um, when I was going to Miami a lot, I would go to the hotels and pull up to the valet, pull up to the bellhop and I wouldn't have cash or I'd have a hundred dollar bill. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to really tip a hundred dollar bill. I'd like to right. give and tip well, but not a hundred. And, yeah. and I'd always say to my wife, you have any small bills? And she'd be like, Oh, you're getting on my nerves, but yes, I do. So uh, I figured out a way to make tipping easy. And so a couple of things we're going to accomplish. Restaurant owners, people don't realize this. Restaurant owners pay a transaction fee for anybody that tips via credit card. They pay that for their servers, Mm -hmm. right? We have a way to save that money for the restaurant owners. And especially in this time now coming through COVID, these restaurant owners are operating on very thin margins. So every dollar that you can save them is huge. Yeah. Secondly, we're going to gamify tipping. We're going to create leaderboards and contests and give prizes away for the top tippers in different regions and throughout the country. Okay. So, and make it easy to tip. So that's tipperosity. And we just want to create a generosity movement around that. I love so that's, it. that's the one we're in development with right now. Um, like you said, either you got the big bills or you don't have any cash on you. And then I always feel like it's awkward. a piece of shit basically because I'm yeah. not giving them anything and I want to tip them and I don't have the ability to do so. So uh, it's always an this. awkward moment, right? Like, yeah. Think like, about this. If you're in a restaurant and you you're drinking, you're eating, whatever. And they say, look, the credit card machine is for paying tipping. We do, we use tipperosity here. And people are like, what, what the hell is that? Yeah. Tipperosity 
is a way that you can win money and have contests for tipping more. Okay. Right. So All people right, are going to yeah. generally probably tip more than the regular 20% because they yep. want to be on the leaderboard. Right. So they're going to be able to tap the thing, pull the screen up, bang, they can tip. And then it shows them where they rank on leaderboard over time. Yeah, I guess I call it like a critical moment. I think we we have many of these in our life, uh, maybe even on a daily basis. But a lot of people facing, especially over the last few years, as you talked, um, you know, some difficult times for some or for many. Kind of that fork in the road. We always kind of want to know what the result's going to be before we make the decision. That you know, but you know, it takes faith and it takes that leap to do that. Uh, so maybe there's a moment that you could share. Obviously, you made the decision that you did, which has you where you are today. But I think there's strength in hearing other people's stories and how they chose during certain moments in their life to help them to make you know similar decisions. Is there a, a situation that comes to mind you can share with the yeah, audience? tons of them? You kidding me? Yeah. Let me pick one. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the first one I told you about was my dad throwing that hundred dollar bill at me. That was yeah. when I was a young kid. Um, and then from there, I mean, I got into mortgage space, and then there's a guy that owned a company that we worked for. I was starting to build branches, mortgage branches underneath of them and money went missing. Things didn't handle the right way. And, you know, a million dollars or so later out of our, out of our account, um, I had to 20 some employees and their families felt like on my shoulders because I, 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 I felt like I let them down Yeah. and I take things, you know, I take responsibility for things, even though somebody else did it. Cause I let that person in my environment. Right. And so um, I, that was a moment in 2017, early 18, where I felt like rock bottom as far as my entrepreneurship and, and even my personal, like my personal self. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when the C-Rock brand was born, by the way, because I was identifying as a division manager for a mortgage company. When that was pulled away from me at that moment, I still became that. I, I still, uh, we moved companies and all that, but I didn't want to identify that as, anymore, as, that, as that anymore. Yeah. I wanted to identify as me like me. And then I do things right. Too many people put labels on themselves and they actually identify with those labels. So that was a turning point. And then finally, um, and that, that we, we turned that over from 2018 till just recently to astronomical growth in our company. Now we're at another catalytic moment right now. Okay. Mortgage rates have dropped like skyrocketed right now, right? In such a short period of time, our business is down 60, 70%. And, you know, after coming out of the best year ever in 2020, which that you can't maintain that, but still to go down as much as we have, it's pretty drastic. Mm -hmm. So we're at a stage right now where like, okay, what's going to happen? Our rates going to continue to go up to 9%, 10%. What do we do? I've never been in an environment where they were that high before in uh, 17 years. I've been in the business. I've never seen that before. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen at that point. All I know is, is that we're going to contract right now to weather the storm. We're going to grab up as much market share as we can while we're doing it. And then we're going to be ready to pounce and expand once we can after a lot of other people fall out of the market. Yeah. Um, but again, that, that, that could be the case. And then who knows that the other thing is who mortgages might dry up because of the rate. I don't know. Yeah. All I know is what I can do and what I can do is prepare. Yeah. And that's why we've created other revenue streams as well. So right now is a catalytic moment that you're asking about. I'm, I'm personally going through that right now. And one thing I'll add to that, Nate, is I've never been more prepared. I've never been yeah. more prepared emotionally. I'm like, I feel like sometimes I think to myself, like, you should be upset right now. Like, you should be worried. You should be scared, but I'm not, man. And uh, I don't know, like, it's, it's a wild feeling to have this freedom, this stoicism, as my man Andrew McConnell, I just had on my show earlier today, he was talking about it's a freeing feeling to be stoic. Do you study the stoics a lot? Actually, maybe indirectly. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I, uh, 
this Andrew McConnell um, was on my show earlier today. He was talking about it. He wrote a book about it. And uh, I'm going to start looking into it more, but I'm sure a lot of the things that I already do are related sure. to it. Yeah. Um, L. Ron Hubbard's things, I'm sure, have something to do with it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I think of uh, Ryan Holiday, right? He's, I don't know if you know, he's an author. He's big into stoicism. He was just back on Rogan's podcast, which makes me think of it top of mind. But uh, yeah, he's obstacle is way ego is the enemy and then he's got a book on stoicism as well uh but anyway yeah he's big into that and i'm kind of the same as you i haven't studied a ton of it but probably indirectly more than anything yeah but uh yeah well well well, i like to turn problems into projects man like if it's something comes up it's like my 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 friend ryan blair i don't know if you know ryan blair he, he he told me the other day everything's math brother yeah everything's math that means everything's being able to be figured out it's just math right yeah. Now, sometimes you don't want to do the math or sometimes you don't want to yeah. put the effort it takes into achieving what the math shows you. But at the end of the day, it's all math. So don't, so stop being confused, right? Like yeah. saying you don't know, like you, it, the answer is there. You just got to look. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What's uh, as we start to wrap this up, if there's one, two things that you could give the listeners that if they were to take action, implement today would help move their life forward today. What, what would that be? Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be the rocket fuel law, man. I mean, the rocket fuel law is so huge in my life, but I will tell you, so, so take everything that would stop or slow a normal human being down and store it in your tank instead of your trunk, convert it into rocket fuel, become unstoppable. The other thing though, is that there's a certain point in your life where you got that, that, that fuel isn't good enough anymore because mm-hmm. you've developed yourself into a fine tuned machine yep. and then you need a higher octane fuel. Yeah. So that higher octane fuel is setting your goals high, yeah. big dreams, vision, going after it. And that somehow propels you forward. Uh, one thing I like to do is I always like to schedule a trip. I like to plan like an event to go to uh, a meeting that with one individual person or two across the country, it gives mm-hmm. me something to look forward to and it pulls me forward and it's very powerful fuel, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Mike is that right? Where yeah, we can find you and connect with you. Yeah, it's MikeCROC.com. Beautiful. We'll get that linked up. Everybody can check that out, pick up the book. Uh, you could, I would uh, imagine we can connect with you on social media through that site as well. Yeah, I'm on all social channels. So if you just Google Mike C-Rock, C-Rock. you'll find me. But um, okay. I'm on Clubhouse talking all the time. And, and by the way, if you guys are coach, consultant, trainer, if you know how to do something and you want to monetize an impact with it, the very easiest way to do it is to go through Blueprinted and uh, create a blueprint. So go to blueprinted.com to check that out. B-L-O-O printed.com. Absolutely. And uh, we definitely need to connect on that as well. So I appreciate you being here. Appreciate you having you. Uh, I think uh, you just mentioned Clubhouse. I think that's where, were you on a, a Clubhouse channel with room with Zach at one point? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had Zach. I think Zach and I did the first podcast live on Clubhouse when it first came out. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago. Yeah, he interviewed me. I think he interviewed me on there. Yeah, yeah I do remember that. So mm-hmm. uh, small world, man, I guess yeah. coming full circle here. But yep. uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Have a good day, man. Thanks for having me, Nate. Appreciate it, man. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, he was all alone. 
But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm called to be a leader.